CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... little rhyme I'm sure most of you have heard. Last night I met upon the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. This is a story of a house that refused to stay dead. Oh, Judge? Yes, Benny Lou. Who lives in the house at the bend of the river, down by the bottomlands under Tully Ridge? What'd you say? Just asking about the house at the bend of the river. Why, you couldn't have seen a house from Tully Ridge and not by the bend of the river. There's no house there. Our mystery drama, The Phantom House, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Marion Seldes and Mason Adams. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. In 1880, the world was a very different place than the one we know today. No automobiles, no planes, no radio, no TV. Most people were born, lived their lives, and died within a radius of 50 to 100 miles. To get places, you walked, rode a horse, or a horse and buggy, or if you went beyond that 100-mile radius, the railroad. And what an adventure that was. To ride swaying and bouncing behind that iron monster with its hiss of steam and its great proud plume of black coal smoke curling away in the wind down the length of the train. Are we still in the District of Columbia, Marianne? Well, no, Betty Lou. I reckon since we just crossed over the Potomac, we're in Virginia. Not so fast. Oh, I love it. I wish this old train would go twice as fast as now. I hope you don't get your wish. It's fast enough for me. And you better watch your language, young lady. Oh, listen to who's giving us up airs. My big sister, a whole year and a half older. Mama made me promise to remind you. You don't want Papa to get a bad report of you from Uncle Thurman? Oh, fiddlesticks to old Judge Thurman. What can he do anyway with Papa and Mama thousands of miles away in Europe? Well... Even if he can't, it isn't polite. And it certainly isn't ladylike to take the name of the Lord in vain. Oh, Mary, this is the 20th century. I don't know what to do with you. Why don't you stop being such a prude and have some fun? I am not a prude. Oh, yes, you are. Why do you have to draw your hair back so tight? Why don't you fluff it up some? And you have to wear those awful eyeglasses. Well, you know I don't see properly without them. But you'd look so much better. Oh, I bet if the judge knew what he was taking on in you, he maybe have thought twice before inviting us under his roof while Mom and Papa were over in Paris, France. I wonder what he's like. I don't remember him that well. Oh, maybe you 
the one that needs the glasses. You saw him only two years ago. I didn't pay much heed. My, my. A man you didn't notice? Oh, he's <laughs> too old. <laughs> oh, that's an awful lot of Virginia. How long is it going to take us to get there? To Richmond? Well, we won't be there for hours. <sighs> How long after we get there till we get to Great Oaks and get settled and all? Hey, I don't know. I have never been there either. I bet we don't get there till dark. Oh, such a long time. What are we going to do till then? I thought you said this was fun. It was. Oh, but this engineer doesn't go fast enough. Oh, look, on the other side of the train, a fox hunt. Oh, that let me through so I can look. Better watch out. I'm just trying to get across before the... Oh, oh, oh I, I'm sorry. Oh, pardon me. Oh, I've lost my eyeglasses. Allow me, ma'am. Perhaps I can find them. Oh, thank you. Oh, I want to thank you, too. <laughs> it's certainly nice to run into you. Well, I am certainly glad that I bumped into you. Well, I, I, I don't believe we've met, have we? I'm sorry, but without my eyeglasses... We haven't been introduced formally. Uh, ma'am, your eyeglasses. Oh, thank you. Oh, my, they're so dirty. I've got to clean them. Are you going to Richmond? Matter of fact, I am. Well, that's where we're going, Betty. Don't be so forward. This gentleman is a stranger. That's right, ma'am. So if you and your sister will excuse me. Thank you for finding my eyeglasses. The pleasure was mine. Well, I declare you are so, so stupid. What are you talking about? That handsome man, and you just shucked him off after he was nice and all? He was a stranger, Betty Lou. We found your old eyeglasses for you. I thanked him. Maybe if you'd put them on and had a good look at him, you'd have done more. I mean, that man was handsome. You're going to fetch them two little girls is coming. Time you had the carriage brought round, long ride to Richmond. You got fly water? Now, you knows I never goes anywhere without it hanging from my belt. You better get it in your hand. You got an old blue tail climbing in here on the porch. And if you just open your eyes, you could see the swatter in my hand, and his time is at hand. Like yours. You better stir yourself, Judge. Yeah, I reckon. I just wonder why I ever let myself in for this. Why, it'll bring back some life around here. Something new and young to perk us all up. Yeah. Uh, aren't we getting just a bit old for that, Harry? Well, maybe these young'uns around can change you. What we need here. Ain't never been the same since Master Bridge took himself off to college all those years. Oh, how I wish that boy were back here. You ain't heard nothing from him, Judge, sir. I know he... He doesn't write that often, Harry. Ever since I had to tell him I wasn't his own father. You never should have told him. I had to, Harry. He has legal rights. Well, well, the Lord provides... Shall I have Jim bring the carriage round? Yeah, just as soon as you're ready. Me? Well, oh, I can't handle two 20-something-year-old girls by myself. You've got to come along. Judge, I can't leave things alone here for three hours. They are three hours back. I've got things to be done. Well, I need you more than you are needed here. <laughs> you told? I ain't been in Richmond in pretty near to 15 years. 
Yes, Mary Ann. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Where's my cap pin? Here. Oh, are we in the station? Pretty near. What about our luggage? Oh, there'll be porters take care of that. Suppose the judge isn't there. I'm sure he will be. Didn't we have a cousin once? I mean, a boy once. <laughs> It's hard for you to remember Uncle Thurman from two years back. But you managed to remember Bridge from, what must be, ten. You didn't notice me there. Young men in their twenties don't pay much attention to twelve-year-old girls. Oh, we're almost in. Don't forget your reticule. Fix your boa. Oh, stop. Sounding like Mama. Somebody has to be an authority around you. I wonder what happened to that handsome man. (laughs) Can't you forget men for just one moment? Look, there's Uncle Thurman waiting right there on the platform. Well, well, well. Two lovely and fashionable young ladies. I'm honored. My judge, you're quite a ladies' man. Betty, I'm sure the pleasure is all ours. It's so kind of you to take us in. Why, you brighten my house. Oh, girls, this is Hattie, my housekeeper. Hello, darlings, and welcome. How do? Hattie? Oh, my, I've heard so much about you. From the judge? No, from my papa. Oh, yes, Mr. Stacy. He's a fine gentleman. Man? Well, that young man. He's there, and he's looking. Now, Jim, see into your luggage, ladies. Maybe we better go check if it's all there. Why can't I just gosh? Of course, Judge, we'll come right along. But, oh, it doesn't matter. He's disappeared. Are you coming? Yes, sir. Come along, Betty Lou. Come on, Hattie. I'll be right there, Judge, in just a minute. You can come out now, Master Bridge. You can't hide from Hattie. Who expected to see you or the judge here? Okay, Hattie, I'm caught. What are you going to do about it? Ain't nothing I can do about it, is there, Master Bridge? Except to ask, why are you back if you're not coming home? How can you turn your back on those that love you? There's a phrase at law, Hattie. A moot point. (laughs) Story of my life. Maybe I've come home to see if I can find any way to make it unmoot. I don't understand you. Yeah, it makes two of us. I don't understand much about my life. That's why I came back. I just didn't expect to run into you and... and the judge. Well, we come down to pick up his two nieces. We're going to take them in until their parents come on home from Paris, France. A habit for you and the judge, isn't it, Hattie? Taking in strays? Now, Mr. Bridge... Don't you go being bitter again. Hattie, don't you try to tell me what to do. You're not my mama anymore. I wished I was. I would take you across my knees. It's too late for that, Hattie. I guess it was too late for almost anything in my life before it began. Don't you say that to someone who loves you so. Hattie, you're the only person I never want to hurt. And don't let me do it. Well, you can do it so easy. Come home. In my own time. Just don't tell anyone I'm back. See, I can't come home until I find myself. Now, Brigadier, I know I got no right pushing you the way I did, but I just had to do something or explode. 
when I'm riding. What is it? It's a house. A beautiful old red brick house. Only it can't be. What do you mean? It wasn't there yesterday or a week ago or any other times we've been by this way. I've got to go right down there and see. Oh, now look at that. We're going to be soaked to the skin. The horses are getting restless. Will you come home? But I want to go and see if there really is a house there. Oh, you're just seeing things. We can't in this dark and rain. There's plenty of time for that tomorrow. Oh, please, come on. We're going to get such a soaking. We're lucky we don't catch our death of cold. Land sakes, Miss Betty Lou and Miss Mary Ann, you are most grounded. Now, we got to get you both into hot baths. Where have you been? Having an adventure for a change up on Tully's Ridge. I looked down, and I saw a house on the river way below. Where? Right at the bend. <gasps> What's the matter, Hattie? Achoo! Uh, ain't no time to talk about that. Now, i I got to take care of you little ladies. Now, now off you go upstairs, Miss Lou. I, I reckon I'd better. I got the chills. Come in, Mary Ann, right with you. Why are you so upset about the house, Hattie? Did you see it, too, Miss Marianne? No, I didn't, really. But then I uh, didn't take my... You wouldn't see it, darling. Because it just isn't there. Not anymore, it ain't. It had seemed a nice, quiet little story, hadn't it? No clanging skeletons. No threats of violence. No brooding terrors. And now, suddenly, there's a hint of, uh, what if we put it, that before we are finished, Mary Ann's remark may well come true, except that the death that waits, lurking to be caught, will not be from the common cold. Oh, no. Something much more uncommon. I shall return shortly with Act Two. a guess. Which of the two sisters would you have expected to catch the cold? Headstrong, giddy Betty Lou, or the more demure and quiet Marianne? <gasps> <Aren't> you? <laughs> Which did you say? Did you guess? 
Well, we certainly don't want to keep you in suspense, do we? And we're not going to. Well, Betty Lou, that's quite a cold you took to yourself. Oh, don't worry about me, Judge Sir, but I... 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 Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, just don't you worry about me. It's just a little old cold. I'm going to leave you to get a little rest. Could I uh, just see Barry Ann for a few minutes first? Uh, all right. But don't you keep her here too long, exposed to your cold. If she didn't get it with me, looks like she's not going to get it at all. Well, anyway. Oh, Judge, who lives in the house at the bend of the river down by the bottom land under Tolly Ridge? What'd you say? Just asking about the house at the bend of the river. What house? I saw it last night from the ridge when the storm came on. Oh, you... You couldn't see the house from Tully Ridge. And not by the bend of the river. There's no house there. Marianne, did you see this house Betty Lou was talking about? Well, just, uh, no, not really. I mean, it was getting dark and the rain started. And it was so far away. No, 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 I that's could... quite all right, my dear. I'm just glad to hear what you tell me. It was, uh, it was just an illusion, you know. There's just no way there could be a house there. When I said to Betty Lou, I thought her eyes were playing her a trick. How's she feeling? Oh, the doctor has no worries about her so long as she keeps close to bed for a week or so. Have he? Uh, yes, sir, Judge, sir. I think Miss Betty Lou could use some of your hot chicken gumbo soup, huh? Build up a bit. I got some cooking right now, Judge. All right, then, if you'll excuse me, Mary Ann, I'm, I'm going to my study. I'll leave Betty Lou to you and Hattie. Thank you, sir. I'll come up with you, Hattie. And I'll bring the soup up. Oh, no need. I don't mind the stairs. Maybe I can help make the child comfortable some way. Suppose she should ask about the house. The house? In the bottom, by the bend in the river. Why, you heard the judge, Miss Mary Ann. Ain't no house there. I know. That's what you said last night. Yes. Only, you also said, not anymore. There's some kind of mystery about the house, Hattie. What is it? If there is, Miss Mary Ann, it ain't something you're going to find me talking about. Uh, oh, now, really? Oh, why does this have to happen to me? I don't know, honey. I'm sorry. What's the weather like? Oh, it's beautiful today. I suppose you're going out. I thought I might. A little later. You going to ride? No, I'll take the sorry if I go. Go where? Oh, just... Mary Ann, do me a favor. What? If you do go, go see about that house I thought I saw. Matter of fact, that's what I thought I might do. Oh, you don't believe it's there. Well, I didn't yesterday. Anyways, I didn't see it. I told the judge, and he was kind of funny. There's some mystery about that house. Well, I don't want you upset, so this afternoon, I'll ride around and see if I just can't solve it. You know me? I do. And don't you know me? Uh, no, should I? <laughs> 
seems as if you ought. What are you doing here? I I was looking for a house I thought I saw from up there on the ridge. There's no house here, Miss Stacy. I reckon you'd be Mary Ann. That's my name. I don't believe you said yours. I don't believe I did. Then I don't see how you could expect me to recognize... Oh, of course I know. You were the man on the train. That's part of it. What does that mean? Well, I won't tease you anymore. I must say, on the train, I didn't recognize you either. We know each other. We ought. You might call us kissing cousins. I don't follow. Well, we're not really related, but we do claim to be kin to the same man. Who? Judge Thurman. Of course, it's quite a spell since we met in Washington. And I guess we look some different. I know you sure do. Bridge? <laughs> Bridge Thurman? The name I go by. Well, for heaven's sake, fancy meeting you here. Well, why aren't you home? Where have you been all this time since the train? I've been looking for myself. What? You know what you just tripped over? Look. <gasps> oh, it's a grave. And there's a headstone. It's hard to read. It's so covered with moss and weather-struck, but I can tell you what it says. Bethel Ellen Winfield, born 1842, died 1861. An eye for an eye. In her time, she will find just retribution. Who was she? She was my sister. My father's grave is over there. No inscription for him. Your father? My real father, Colonel Damien Winfield. That's all that's left of us, me and two graves. You said you were looking for a house? There's nothing left of it but the foundation burned to the ground. When? In the war between the states in 1863, near as I can find out. But my sister saw it yesterday from the ridge over there. She saw it? Saw the house? Well, now, what did it look like? She said it was a handsome, big, red-brick mansion. Why, so it was, by all accounts. You saw it, too? No, I... I didn't, because without my eyeglasses... They wouldn't have helped. There is no house at Whitfield anymore. It died with my father. I think this is as far as I'll go. Aren't you coming home? Home? Where is that? Well, I... Marianne, I've told you all I know. Ever since the woman I always thought was my mother died and told me I was not her son, there's been a conspiracy of silence that denies me my birthright. The judge won't talk. Hattie dare not, I reckon. And if anyone else still alive knows the truth of how my sister died and how I lost my father, they're not talking or I can't find them. I feel like a man without a soul, without a shadow. And until I find them, I cannot breathe free. Now, what you ought to do, Miss Betty Lou, is settle down and have a nice nap before dinner. I can't, Hattie. I'm waiting for Marianne to come home. Well, she'd go along in good time. You asked me she's taking her own sweet time. You say she took the Surrey? Yes, hmm? She say where she was going? Not to me. Well, she was going out to look for that house I saw. The one you won't talk about. 
She oughtn't have done that. Why ever not? Since you say there's no how? There isn't any more. You mean there was one once? A long, long ago. Was it a red brick one? Yes. But it don't do no good to dwell on it. Neither you nor Miss Mary Ann. If you saw any kind of house the other day, that was a ghost house. And you'd best forget it before you bring all the long, dead and gone haunts back to scare us into the grave with them. I swear it's just played exasperating. All the mystery with everyone. I told you, the house isn't there anymore. There's a foundation, but that's all. It isn't all. I know you too well. You're holding something back. Why can't you share your secrets with me? You always did. Well, this one I can't. Why not? Because it isn't mine to tell. <gasps> There's someone else. I didn't say. A man. Now, Betty Lou. Now, Marianne. It's not my secret, so I can't tell. That. I must be getting soft in the head. Sounds like someone tapping against my window pane. Hattie, <gasps> Hattie, it's me. I can see, Master Bridge. I got to talk to you. I got down and let you in. No, not here. Meet me in the barn. Master Bridge. Please. Let it be, honey lamb. It don't matter anymore. Where do I come from? Who am I? Why are my dreams haunted by a voice that keeps calling me back to the dead house at the bend of the river? Then hear me tell it. It's 20 years since, and I was a younger woman, and the judge was a young man with his father still alive. Old Judge Scott, that was. And his best friend was the colonel, Colonel Winfield, your father who owned the big red brick house by the bend of the river, where everyone who worked the fields of the house was free and clear. My father was that old? You come along in autumn time. Your sister Bethel Ellen was way ahead of you by 10 to 11 years. And she was promised to marry Judge Thurmond. Only the old judge had to back down. How? Why? They was bad times, the war times. And family turned against family, father against son, friend against friend. When Virginia declared for the Confederate States, the colonel would have no part of it. He was for the Union. And the old judge called him traitor and said no son of his could marry into a blue-coat family. And Judge Thurmond felt the same as his father? I reckon he hadn't much choice. He was called to the army and he took off. Leaving your poor sister carrying his child. Oh, good Lord. And she, poor child, with nowhere to turn, took a long step off of Tully's Ridge and found her own peace. Killed herself? And her child. The colonel was like a wild man. He'd come up here to call Judge Thurman out, but he was gone. So he stood in the courtyard and swore. Oh, Lord, I can hear him now. Damn you and all your group, Jim Scott. May you rot in hell. But I tell you, I will have my revenge. If it takes me till the trumpet sounds and all the dead rise, I will take a daughter from your house 
to fill the rest of my day. What did he mean? I said he stood there in the courtyard, but he was no mortal man. Because the people of the country with the war fever had risen against a Union man and shot him dead and burned the house to the ground. You were the only one escaped. You mean it was a ghost who threatened the judge's father? We all saw him and we heard him. But he was long dead before we did. It was a haunt, sure enough, Master Bridge. And time's been winding up to this moment when it looks like some way the curse is about to come home to roost. Not such a simple little story as you can see after all. And what we have seen is only past history, which is now about to catch up with the present. Which of our two sisters is the one threatened? Or are we starting at shadows? And if a girl is dragged back into the shadows of yesterday, what agency can save her? I shall return shortly with Act Three. patches of moonlight that slant across its floor, two figures are frozen. The shadows accent the gaunt, stricken face of Bridge, while the moonlight glistens like tears on Hattie's broad, compassionate one. For a moment it seems that in this flash of revelation the whole world stands still. Behind the bales of hay, shocked and ashamed to have eavesdropped inadvertently on so personal a history, Marianne shrinks back as if wishing that the night would open up and swallow her. Master Bridge? Yes, Hattie, what is it? You could come home. The judge, he's mighty lonely. As he deserves to be. He walked out on my sister when she was carrying his child. Well, maybe he didn't know that. He must have known. How could you say that? What difference does it make? He killed Beth L. Allen just the same as if he put a gun to her head. I reckon with my father dead, I'm just going to have to carry out his curse and pay him back. No, Master Bridge. The judge is very sick with a cancer's going to bring him low. He's beyond all of us. Just a sad man who cries for some loving hand to keep him company in the shadows. Why do you think he has his two little nieces here now? Hattie, what do you expect me to do? I just wish you would come on home. This isn't my home. Pierce like it's the closest to what you ever had. No. The judge needs you. If you don't come on here, where can you go? I don't belong here. Where do you belong? Where? That's a question I wish someone could answer for me. Because I can't answer it for myself. Go on back in, Hattie. Leave me to find out where I'm going by myself. I can't leave you this way. No way you can solve it. It's got to be up to me. Goodbye, Hattie. Goodbye, Master Bridge. But you're wrong as wrong can be if you don't know this is your place. My place? I have no place. Who wants me? Bridge. Who's that? Mary Ann Stacy. What are you doing here? I I want to apologize. I didn't mean to eavesdrop. You heard? Yes. What right had you? None. 
accept what I took for my own. What do you mean? I was awake. I was haunted by your house and and other things. And then I, I couldn't help it. I saw you from my window turning and going towards the barn. And I, I felt I had to talk to you. So I came down. I didn't know Harry was fixing to join you. I called her down to get the truth. And you heard. Yes, I heard. And I still say what I said before. Let the past go. Why would you be interested? Oh, Bridge, I don't need my eyeglasses to see one thing clear. What's that? I love you, Bridge. Scarce even know me. I don't have to. No, nor me. Why couldn't we have met before? Oh, what's the difference now we have? I'm tied to the past. There's no way I can live in the present. Goodbye, Mary. Where are you going? I don't know. Heaven help me, I don't know. If you need me, call on me. Oh, I'd do anything for you. I want to help you, Bridge. 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 doing up this late? I was in the barn. I heard it all, you and Bridge. Oh, sweet Lord. I want to pray with you for him, for us all. Too late for prayers, Miss Mary Ann. We just have to hope the Lord will provide. Come on away upstairs. Let me see you to bed. No, I can manage. You love him just as much as I do. I can see that, child. So let me tuck you in snug and hope I'm saving you for him. to get rid of. Oh, why did I have to get this old cold? I feel like I'm missing things. What are you doing up? Nothing to worry you. Just go back to sleep. Oh, where are you going? I don't rightly know. Go to sleep, Betty Lou. I just can't keep my eyes open. Just tell me where you're going so I can sleep. Just to look once more. For that red brick house you thought you saw. Where am I going? Through the dark night. What called me out? The voice. 
voice of my lover or the voice of the past? Why am I riding blind and terrified? Because I know that I have no life without Bridge. I want no life without him. And somehow I know I can't find him unless I... Went in. There. See? Saddled and bridled right over by the tree. 
Wait a minute. That's Brigadier. One of the horses you and Mary Ann have been riding. That's the one she must have ridden out tonight. Don't you go out in that rain with your cold. I have to. Mary Ann must be hurt. Well, I'll, I'll come with you. Don't you need me behind? Where, where are you going, Betty Lou? She must have been thrown. She can't see in the light, let alone in the dark. Oh, I'm just praying she didn't go over the bluff. Here, darling, let me put a cape around you. Never mind me. Let's just think of my sister. <gasps> what is it? Look, there. Now the rain just stopped and the moon came out. That's the bend in the river where I saw the house. <gasps> and you look, too. Now you can see it just as plain. The house. No. That's not possible. You don't belong here. We're dead. We live in the grave. You are father, but I'm not. And neither is Mary Ann. She came in answer to my voice. She wouldn't be here if you weren't replacing the daughter I lost. I claim this girl for my own. I promise you I'm not going to let you win. What's that? The present. Catching up with you, Father. The present that I'm going back to. And taking Mary Ann with me. Wish me luck. All right, son. You win. And rest in peace, Father. Maybe now at last, I can. Back to bridge. It's us. You got Mary Ann there? Yes, Hattie. Is she all right? She's had a bad fall, head injuries, concussion. Oh, bridge, son. How come you're here? Fate or the good Lord, I guess. Can't let Mary Ann be exposed anymore. We've got to lift her carefully and bring her... Bring her home. Uh, maybe that's what it's going to be. At last, Hattie... If all goes well. No. No, I don't want to be dead. I don't want to be... Hush, darling. It's all right. You're not. You're here. Here? In the land of the living. Oh, yes, With me. In what's going to be my home and yours. Not the... The brick house? The brick house is dead and gone forever. Bridge, how can we be sure? Because it's only lived in my mind, in the mind of a ten-year-old boy who was all that survived it, and in whose memory it never quite died. Until tonight. Tonight? Tonight I had to make a choice between yesterday and tomorrow. Now. Wasn't very difficult. You are the sum of all of them. Just get well, so I can spend the rest of my life with you. Which brings the curtain down on our little story, which, as it evolved, became quite involved, and which also served to prove that, though our heroine was slightly short-sighted, in the long run, she had an eye for the right man to buy her the future. I'll be back shortly. What Rhea 
adjustment and reconciliation might have been achieved between Bridge and his foster father, Judge Thurman, was, perhaps fortunately, never tested. Because exposure to the night air when Mary Ann was discovered resulted in a severe pneumonia, which his frail health was unable to withstand, which might, in its own way, have been the finger of fate or of retribution. Our cast included Marion Seldes, Mason Adams, Morgan Fairchild, Anne Petoniak, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>